Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On The Line. It's Tuesday, April 11th, and today marks the announcement of individual releases for the pen relays presented by Toyota. This show will drop right at the time of those releases, so make sure to check on milesplit and penrelays.com for full fields. Uh, but last week's action, all Arcadia, full on Arcadia last week, and we'll get to those storylines at the end of the show. But if you want to learn more about that meet and more, Go to California Milesplit or go to milesplit.com, check out the scoop or check out all of our stories from the weekend full of action and we'll have that for you. Today's show is all about pen relays. We'll highlight the top five candidates in the Championship of America, boys and girls, miles and 3K fields. And we'll also go into the 4x1s and the 4x4s. I'm Corey Mall here with my wonderful co-hosts, Olivia Ekbené and Ashley Titians. Uh Hi, ladies. How y'all doing? Olivia, I'll start with you. What's up? I'm doing great. Living it up. How about you guys? Fantastic. Ashley? Doing good as well. I think we're all in the same boat here. We're having a good Tuesday. Has it felt like all Pen Relays Month? April's been Pen Relays, right? Yes. 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 I feel like every day I wake up and that's like the first thing on my mind. Pen Relays. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be in Philadelphia soon enough, so it's going to get going. Without further ado, further ado, let's start with the Championship of America Girls Mile. Olivia, I think you got something for us. Yes, I have plenty of athletes to discuss. Let's talk about the top five athletes to look out for in the girls' mile at Penn Relays presented by Toyota. First athlete that we should dive into first is Sarah Peer from Westlake High School out in Ohio. The junior has just been having a successful season thus far. She was second at the Ohio Cross Country State Championships. And then during the indoor season, she really started putting the pieces together. She set a new personal best in the mile with a 451. And she's already kicked off this outdoor season, not in the mile, but in the 800 meters where she ran a 221. So she's starting to rack up some speed and get that endurance in there as well as we kind of head off to Penn Relays. The second athlete we need to dive into is Emma Zawatsky from Freehold Township in New Jersey. The New Jersey cross-country state champion was 23rd at the Champs Nationals this cross-country season. She also produced a new personal best in the mile with a 448 this year, and she also has clocked a 213. So she definitely has that 800-meter speed as well. This is not her first time 
This is her second time competing at Penn Relays in the mile. And last year, she finished 11th with a 501. So best believe she's probably looking to improve on that mark and definitely get into those top finishes as well. And she even ended the spring season last year with a 454 personal best at New Balance National Outdoor. So look out for her. Coming in next is Angelina Napoleon from Analgony Limestone in New York. She is your national high school record holder in the 2000 meter steeplechase. And so she's going to be someone that's going to be in the mix. The New York Cross Country State Champion was also 16th at the Champs Cross Country Nationals. And she has a lot of experience competing against national competition. She finished ninth at New Balance National Indoors in the mile, set a 447 personal best. She also ran and doubled in the 800 this indoor season, finished with a 210. What I really like about Angelina is she has the range. Like I mentioned, she's a 2000 meter steeplechase uh, national record holder. She does everything from the 800 meters all the way up. So I feel like this mile is going to be kind of a sweet spot for her. And so I feel like she's going to be an athlete that's going to be in that front pack. Next athlete, Kate Putman of CNS from New York. And I definitely feel like this is her year that she's really put all the pieces together. At New Balance National Indoors, she finished seventh in the mile with a 444. And throughout their year, she's been talking about splitting 209s in the four by eights for her team. And, you know, Corey and I and Ashley had a chance to watch her at Adidas Indoor Nationals where she clocked a 208 to cap off the indoor season. So that 800 meter speed is definitely going to be evident for her. And she can. She can combine that speed with that strength. And she showcased that at Raleigh Relays just a couple weekends ago where she clocked at 3,200 meters in 1026. The final athlete that we need to dive in for and probably the athlete to watch out for big time is Morgantown's Irene Riggs. We haven't seen much of her since the cross-country season, but this girl has been busy and putting everything together. She's your Gatorade Athlete of the Year for cross-country. She's done amazing things. She's clocked a 16.02 in the 5K. She's performed the second fastest cross-country 5K performance in history. She's also your Nike cross-country national champion. Now, as we have seen her, she's won Nike Indoor Nationals in the mile with a 4.38, which is the fastest time of the year in this outdoor season. She's run a 4.50 in the 1,600 meters. And on top of that, you know, Corey talked about Arcadia. She ran the 3,200 meters and ran the second fastest time in the country right now with a 9.50. So here is the full list in the girls mile. It's going to be exciting. Two thoughts here for Irene Riggs. One, she's going to be pushing the pace as soon as that starting gun goes off. And two, she's not afraid to do it. We saw it at Nike Cross Country Nationals. We've seen it during the indoor season. She's the only girl so far that's dipped under 440. So I feel like this is going to be Irene's first time competing at Penn Relays. The atmosphere, as all of us have discussed over the last couple of weeks, is insane. I really think that 438-19 record by Victoria Starcher is in jeopardy here. And I feel like the crowd could really be in Irene's back pocket to help her get home. And I really think we can see something really spectacular from Irene. I, I, that's wonderful there. Olivia, of this field, anyone in particular kind of stand out for you uh, on the map here? What are you kind of beyond Irene Riggs? Well, outside of Irene Riggs, you have a handful of amazing athletes that we can really see really push the pace. As I mentioned, um, you have Angelina Napoleon that's going to be in this mix. You also have uh, Reese Dalton is definitely a name to look out for as well as someone that could really be in the mix as well. This is a loaded field for sure in this girl's mile. So I'm excited to see what comes out about it. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Yeah, not to go back 
to Irene too much, but I do think that meet record of 438 from Victoria Starcher's I definitely think that could go down for sure. I mean, when you look at what Riggs has already done in the mile, I believe she has a 437 PR. So 438 in a big environment like Penn Relays, that could really happen, I think. And think about this, too, about this West Virginia history there, Victoria Starcher from West Virginia. And then, you know, Irene could come here and continue that history on for that state, which has seen a lot of great distance athletes in the past few years. So I think that's, you know, an interesting storyline there as well. I also really like Kate Putman in this race. You know, she's someone that I look at and she has guts. I really like gutsy athletes and she has guts. She's going to put it, you know, all out on the track and she has a lot of speed. You know, as we saw it in Dora Nationals at Adidas, she ran 208 for the 800. And I think that, you know, in a field like Penn Relays, if it comes down to a final kick or something, she could really have something to give, you know, the final stretch. So I really like Riggs. I really like Putman and I'm excited to see what happens here at Penn. Olivia, you and I, Saw this race last year. Juliet Whitaker mm-hmm. from the start took over, mm-hmm. was like a metronome clocking splits, like, you know, just so even, so precise. But it mm-hmm. was windy, right? The conditions yes. didn't necessarily lend it at really fast time. She wanted to go faster than 440, but I think she ended up right around 440, 441. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's like you have that instinct where I want to go fast, but sometimes the reality kind of sets you back. Maybe what are some of the atmospheric things that athletes might have to look out for, especially in a mile here? Yes, especially when it comes to just how the the stadium is built, right? Like it's a complete dome. <laughs> I've seen a lot of comments from people on on social media. They're like, "Why are the athletes running in lane four? Is technically like lane one? It's just because the track, the way it's shaped, is really big too." Uh, so what these athletes really need to look out for is just ultimately the weather conditions because it's just something out of our control. But like we're like you mentioned, it can get really windy in there. Um, and again, I'm just I've been crossing my fingers and I've been watching the weather app for <laughs> the weather. um in philadelphia because i'm like please don't rain please just have some great conditions but outside of the wind i think honestly what's going to help these athletes is just the spectators the fans the the energy that is brought and corey you've you've seen it last year everyone gets on their feet and i feel like if people know that like hey this record is in jeopardy everyone's going to be on their feet all the way through to help to help her get around the track I think Irene's deceivingly fast. I don't see her and think immediately like she's going to blow you away in a mile, but I think she has the capacity to do that. I think here we could see something special. Five girls with times 452 or faster in this field. Uh, Like I said, you know, last year, Juliet Whitaker was kind of on a silo by herself, but I I think we could see kind of what we saw last year where packs were forming, chase pack, Mm -hmm. third pack. You know, Kate Putman, I think, might be able to give Riggs a little bit of a push, um, but I don't know how much. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I, I do think that secondary pack's going to probably have to work together to to run fast times right there in the 450s, but I think it's it's possible. Uh, Sarah Peel, I, I, I like her. Uh, you said she was the fifth seed. She's run 451 indoors. Um, four girls from New Jersey, three from New York, three from PA, two from VA. So it's really a really good, diverse field of, of, of women here. Let's go to the Boys Mile Championship of America here at Penn Relays. Top 16 boys have gotten in. We're going to highlight the top five guys that we're looking out for here at Franklin Field. Uh, first of which is Matt O'Brien from Susquehannock, PA. That's York County. He is a Cornell, Cornell University signee. Go Big Red. Uh, he's run 414 indoor or indoors in april or i'm sorry outdoors in april uh, it's currently the number three time in pa right now 
But indoors, he ran 414 as well for the full mile, uh, 834 for 3K at the Pennsylvania State Indoor Championships, which netted him a sixth-place finish. And he ran 912 for two miles at New Balance Nationals Indoor. So Matt O'Brien's going to be sneaky, talented in this field. He's going to give some guys uh, a good challenge here. Next seed, Justin Predder of Menlo School, coming all the way from California. That's Atherton, California. He's run 354 for 1,500 meters, and he's actually been one of the best and most versatile distance runners so far over the outdoor season. He's coming off Arcadia, where he ran 413 in the full mile, but previous to that, he ran 152 in the 800 at the Stanford Invitational. That is some lightning fast speed. Uh, indoors, he had a pretty good campaign as well, 154 for 800 meters. And as I said, 354 for 1,500 meters. That was over the winter championships. His season over season improvement in the mile is incredible, though. Uh, 15 seconds faster in the mile right now than he was over the indoor season. So he ran 428 indoors. 413 for the full mile. That's crazy. Uh, he's also coming off a state championship in cross country and division five over the fall. All right. Third best seed here is Connor Rutherford of Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, he's a Georgia signee and he's run 411 overall uh, in the full mile from New Balance Nationals indoor. Had a really good indoor season. Very smooth. It's kind of a jack of all trades. He ran 90205 for 3200 meters and 904 for two miles. But outdoors last season, he ran 52 seconds for 400 meters, which means he's got some decent speed. 159 for 800 and 417 for 1600 meters. So he's already chipped off six seconds from that time last year. He's one of Virginia's best last year. He's going to be one of Virginia's best this year. And uh, just, you know, on top of that, the cross country season was phenomenal. He won a Virginia State title. He won NXR Southeast, and he finished 40th at NXN, which are really good finishes overall during the cross-country season. Our top two guys, we're going to get now to Brian DeCola of Hatboro, Horsham, <laughs> Pennsylvania. He is a favorite of Miles, but uh, the, the DeCola-nator, I don't know. Let's get some nicknames out there. But he is a Penn State pledge. Uh, he's run 408.73, but just recently, actually, in April, he ran 406.58 for 1,600 meters uh, just, you know, a couple days ago. So he is really fit and, and in form right now. Indoors, he's coming off a 156 uh, time for 800, uh, 408, as I said, in the full mile. Uh, he was second at the Pennsylvania State Championships behind a guy we're going to mention next. Uh, but he also ran 850 for two miles, which landed him a fifth-place finish at New Balance Nationals Indoor. And that wasn't even out of the fast heat. So Decola definitely has some really good potential here. Uh, and we think he can always challenge in a field like this. He he always surprises us. We can get the Decola later, but he always surprises us. Top seed, Drew Griffith from Butler, Pennsylvania. He is just a high school junior. He's run 407-24 for the mile. He's opened up his outdoor season already with a, with a 159, but indoors. He won a state title over Decola in 407. He also ran 848 for two miles at New Balance as well. Just a shade faster than Decola at New Balance. And over the cross-country season, he was an All-American at Champ Sports. He, he won Champs Northeast, and he was second at the PIAA XC Championships. I wonder who he was second to, though. Decola. Cola. So <laughs> uh, Butler and Decola will be a matchup that I think we're definitely going to watch out for over the boys mile. Let's put up the entrance right now. Top 16 uh, for this list here. We got 
Uh, beyond those five, we got Logan, Schaeffler, Ryan Pajak, Aiden Hodge, Akshay Vadul, Parker Broderick, Jack Sinarki, Liam Davis, Matthew Schutzbank, Connor Hitt, Drew Zundel, and Tyler Daly. Uh, good field there. Ashley, I'll move it to you. Any any thoughts beyond those five? Well, you already alluded to this, you know, going through the entries, but I am so excited for Decola versus Griffith. I feel like that's something we saw unfold during the cross-country season a whole bunch. And like you mentioned, Decola is currently U.S. number one in the 1600 with his 406. So like you said, he's fit. He's ready to go. And, you know, the last time these guys duked it out, that was at Pennsylvania Indoors, I believe. And Griffith got the win in 407 to Decola's 408, I believe. So that was a really close one there. And, you know, they're also the type of people, even though they're, it seems like even though they compete against each other all the time, they, they're very friendly. You they know, like are, They yeah. really like each they're other boys, and yeah. they enjoy pushing each other. And, you know, maybe Griffith gets the win one day and Decola the next, but they're always going to be friends at the end. And so they're going to work together and compete. And, you know, looking at the rest of this field, I do think, Griffith and Nicole are the favorites at one, two, but you know, I like, I really like Connor Rutherford too, as well. He's had a very solid season. And then Ryan Pajak as well. I remember him having, you know, good fall cross country and indoor seasons. So I think he could also get into the mix as well. Olivia, what are some of the additional thoughts out of, out of your camp? Yes, of course, we're all just all in for the Decola Griffith rematch. I think once we see these athletes really get after it and, you know, the Pennsylvania natives, they're going to have, you know, the home crowd advantage to really push each other. But like Ashley mentioned, like Connor Rutherford, I feel like we cannot exclude him from this conversation as potentially being someone that could really sneak in there. He's a very big competitor. He's very tactical. He's faced a handful of the nation's best athletes over the indoor season and cross country as well. And he's just been putting out really big marks. I think the highlight for me, and just to kind of showcase what I'm talking about is what he did at the VA showcase in the 3,200 meters, he snuck in and, and grabbed that victory against a very loaded field. And I don't think a lot of people like expected him to do such a thing. So that just shows the competitive side of him that he can really get into the mix when it comes to these big name athletes. So this boy's mile is going to be something spectacular. And the fact that Justin's coming from all the way from California, I'm all for it. So this is going to be a really great race to watch. Yeah, he, he could be underrated, I think, the Californian. Yeah. One thing about Decola that I, it always perplexes me is <laughs> it looks like he's working so hard comparably to his, his peers, but he always has much more left in the tank than everybody else, even though it looks on the surface like he's just outworked. He's like redlining. What is it about Decola that gives <laughs> off this image, but yet it's not actually what we're seeing? I don't know. Like you said, like there are sometimes I've seen races where, you know, it's going into the final lap and you think, oh, he doesn't have anything left. And all of a sudden he just unleashes this like out of this world kick and comes out of nowhere. I I don't know. And I, he's again, he's one of those guys where maybe it's just because, you know, he's overall he's a quieter. You know, he goes into a race. He's, you know, he's not going to do any talking. You know, he's just going to go out there and run his race. And if it goes well, great. If not, oh, well, I'm going to try again next time. So I don't know. He's just a humble guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I And I, I think, too, it's maybe a partially how he races, too. He never we've we've said on this show before, oh, we wish Brian would, like, take out a different race plan, maybe try to, you know, take out a race. He never does. No. It. That's not his style. Uh, so he's always sort style. of wor working from behind and then making his way through the ranks. And he always does. Remember so. running lane? Remember I running do, lane? Yeah. He was like 
nowhere near the top pack and then all of a sudden at the end we're like wait brian decola finished like top 10 or right. top five or whatever exactly. it was it was crazy he so. i mean at new balance too olivia he did the same thing in the two mile uh came out of yeah. nowhere in the last couple of laps and just started working his way up so really interested griffith has to have you know an eye on his shoulder i think a little bit if he is leading this race because the the the, the cola nader might be cl- do you guys like that nickname, <laughs> i don't by know the way? maybe we need to think of something else know. i'm not sure if i'm a fan okay all right maybe something else <laughs> But, Ashley, I think you got the 3K next, right? That's right. Yes, let's break down first the girls' 3K, which, personally, I feel like may be one of the most loaded races of the entire Penn Relays. Let's get into it, the top five seeds here. Let's begin first with Alyssa Sora of Williamstown in West Virginia. She's just a sophomore, and she's looking to make a successful Penn Relays debut. She's a multi-time West Virginia Class 1A track and cross-country champion. She had a really strong campaign in the fall during cross-country. She finished ninth at Champ Sports Cross-Country Nationals after having, you know, she came back from injury to come and get that top 10 performance there on the national stage, which was really impressive. At the VA Showcase during the indoor season, her only indoor competition of 2023, she clocked 10.21 for 3,200 meters. And then she just debuted, you know, a couple weeks ago at the St. Mary's Invitational Outdoors with a 10.31, 3,200 meter personal best. So... Alyssa Sora will be one to watch, especially. She's a top underclassman talent in the country, so excited to see what she does there. Moving on next to Jillian Boucher out of Herndon in Virginia. She is the Virginia Class 6 cross-country and indoor 3200-meter state champion. She finished sixth in this event, actually, last year's at Penn Relays. She clocked a PR of 941 on that day just a year ago. She also took ninth during the indoor season at New Balance Nationals in the two-mile with a 10-13 PR. She even clocked a 9.35 3K en route to that run, so that's even faster than what she ran in the Open 3K last year at Penn Relays. She's already competed once so far this outdoor season, a 4.50 in the 1600 at the Liberty District Meet, so she'll be one to watch and one of the top Virginia athletes in this race. At number three, you have Leah Stevens of Lady of Good Counsel in Maryland. She comes in with a 9.27 seed, and she'll be returning again, like Jillian Boucher, to the Penn Relays after finishing ninth in this event last year. She clocked 9.50 in 2022. But she's had, a, I would say, a really good breakout year now as a senior in 2023. She, you know, during indoor, she's finished fourth in the two-mile at New Balance Nationals with a PR of 10.09. She dropped her all-time 3K PR to 929 indoors, which that was also clocked en route to that two-mile PR at New Balance. She's not debuted yet outdoors, so this will be one of her first races of the outdoor season for her senior year, so excited to see what she does there. And then next, we have, she's one of Kentucky's all-time greats at the distance events. That's Kiera O'Shea. The Kentucky stud has already had an impressive resume so far during outdoors. She's the current U.S. number one at the 5K distance. She competed against collegians at the Raleigh Relays a few weeks ago. She also just clocked 9.59 for 3,200 meters at the Arcadia Invitational this past weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, she's a multi-time state champion since she was in middle school in track and cross country in the state of Kentucky. She also took six in the two-mile indoors at New Balance Nationals in 10-12. This will be her first time competing at Penn Relays, and I'm really excited to see what she does there. She obviously has that experience, and she will carry that over to this race. And lastly, I know she's a fan favorite of ours, especially with Olivia, but the top seed in the girls' 3K at Penn Relays is Carrie Beloga of Cornwall out in New York. She has a 9.22 seed time here. She's going to be the top returner to this field in 2023. She finished second in this event last year with a PR of 9.31, but since then, 
really made waves on both the track and the cross-country courses. She won the Champs Sports Cross-Country Nationals back in December. She also competed for Team USA at the World U-20 Cross-Country Championships. And then on the indoor track, she also clocked a 3K PR of 9.22 to win the New York State Indoor Championships, and she finished third in the two-mile at New Balance Nationals in 10.07, and then second in the mile at Nike Indoor Nationals, both in the same weekend. So Carrie Belogue will be your top seed. Those are your top five athletes looking at the girls' 3K. Let's pull up the rest of the top six, top 15, 16 seeds here. Carrie Beloga, Kiara O'Shea, Leah Stevens, Jillian Boucher, Lissa Soro, Addison Ritzenheim, the star freshman She'll be coming into this race as well. Jane Hendegren, Jelena Corzo, Leanna Johnston, Maddie Gardnier, Chandler Welsh, Natty McLean, Lindsay Hausman, Lila Gordon, Allie Christer, and Evelyn Rogers. So, guys, what are your thoughts on this 3K here? Personally, I look at this and I think, like, look at all this experience here. You, Especially when you look at the top five. Some of these, you know, have already competed at Penn Relays in the same event already and so i think this could be a really fast race olivia what are your thoughts here especially with someone like your favorite carrie beloga in this race leading this field oh my goodness this field is i'm loving it <laughs> I, it's completely loaded like goodness gracious i feel like there's just a handful of girls that have gone under 9 30 which is something special as you talked about carrie beloga she's been on a whole all these athletes have been on a whole nother level ashley talked about breakthrough and that's what i see and that's how i describe these girls that are lining up they're all having breakthrough seasons which is so amazing to see and i feel like i'm just gonna throw this out there but the the record for this meet was set back in 2011 by Haley pierce who went 916 and call me crazy but i feel like the talent that is lined up in this field especially with most of them used to competing in the cooler conditions, this could potentially go into jeopardy. And especially when you have front runners like Carrie Beloga, and then you have Kira O'Shea, Leah Stevens, Julian Boucher. These are all athletes that we know and we know that they can get out really aggressively and really held their own. But another athlete, as you mentioned, Ashley, Addison uh, Ritzenheim from Niwot, she's someone I'm looking forward to seeing. Jane Hedegren from Utah has just had a spectacular cross-country season. And so this is the – if I, I can't even pick the most perfect field for this 3K. This is just, like, absolutely incredible. I'm all for it. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think top-down, this field is as star-studded as any other champion – championship of america uh race mm -hmm. and you know as you mentioned i think when you look at those all-time rankings only four girls have gone under 920 in pen release history and i agree with you i think we while we could see a, a record we could also see a couple girls under 920 we could get you know i definitely think that beloga and o'shea are capable but even looking at at Boucher or Stevens, uh, Stevens is probably the most underrated, I think, of of the of this list because you know you look at the thirty two hundred and the two mile rankings at the end of the indoor season, she was top five in both of those rankings. She's much better mm -hmm. than people probably give her credit for, and the top four girls are all NCAA Division one Power Five signees, so they're all going to big time schools. So there there mm -hmm. no lack of confidence. There's no lack of confidence there either. So I really do like it. Maybe Ashley can speak a little bit more about Jane Hedengren, but I, I, I saw her name and I was like, wow, coming from Utah, <laughs> yeah. got some BYU history. She's definitely talented. Ritzenheim's going to be sort of the star young people, but Hedengren actually is, is there too. Yeah, I feel like she's underrated. You know, back in the fall, I 
was able to speak with her and her family because she has a long history of running in her family um, for a feature story that I did on her. And, you know, she's kind of one of, kind of like Ritzenhein. She's one of those up and coming stars. She's still pretty young and she's, but she's, I mean, she's sticking her nose out there and really getting all that experience. She's, you know, one of the top girls in the state of Utah was a state champion. And I'm excited to see her in this field for sure. I think she could really challenge and get up there. I think she has a lot of mile speed as well. So maybe if it comes down to, uh, you know, in the end, if she really needs to tap into some speed and hit another gear, I think she could be one that could do that for sure. One programming note here too. We we do only have the top 16 entrants up on that, that list, but the top 26 make the field. Obviously we can't fit 26 names on that list. So we only put <laughs> six, tw- 16. So, uh, but after the show, you definitely look online. We're going to have the field, the full fields there for you to take a look at. Uh, next up is the boys 3k announcement. And I think that's Olivia. Yes, let's dive into the boys 3K. This is going to be a really interesting race. You're going to have a lot of athletes that you know and that you love. Let's start off with number five, Joe Barrett of Christian Brothers Academy. He is your standout athlete from New Jersey. I'm excited to see what this sophomore does against this field. I feel like he's just been having a great season up until this point. He won the New Jersey Group Championships before he finished seventh at the Meta Champions. During the winter, he ran a 913 for 3,200 meters, set a personal best there at the New Jersey Meta Champions. And of course, at Arcadia, all the guys have been competing there. He finished the 3,200 meters with a personal best for the outdoors with the 907. I really can see him really shaving off some time as he gets into that atmosphere at Penn Relays. Next, we have Nate Bouton from John Jay High School in New York. He finished fifth at the New York Federational Meet, third at the USA Track and Field National Junior Olympic Cross Country Championships. And I feel like he's just continued to excel during the indoor season where he ran a 904 in the 3200 meters at the state championships. And then he went to run 913 for two miles at Ocean Breeze. Also, he competed at Arcadia, dropped a new personal best of 854. Next, we have Drew Mingongle of Owen J. Roberts in Pennsylvania. He has top 10 finishes throughout the season and at the state championships. And then he finished 28th at the Garmin Running Lane Cross Country Championships as well. And then during this indoor season, He competed at the Pennsylvania State Indoor Championships in the 3K, where he ran an 837 personal best that's ranked in the top 70 in the nation. And he's gone 1023 for 3,200 meters already this spring, just a few weeks ago. So he's starting to really tune up for Penn Relays. But of course, I think this is one of our mile split favorites here. We have Charlie Ortmans from the Potomac School out in Virginia. He comes in with a C time of 827. He's had an impressive season being a BISA cross country champion in during the cross car, cross country championships and also the indoor uh, meet as well in the 1600 meters and the 32. We saw him at the VA showcase where he clocked a 902 in the 3200 meters and he's already gone 854 in the 3200 meters as well. And then also last but not least, Rory Liberman from Danville out in Pennsylvania. He is your number one seed here with an 822, and he will be competing at his future home as he has committed to the University of Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania cross-country state champion went 831 this indoor season 
uh, in the 3K as well. He competed at Penn Relays before. So this is not his first go around. He finished seventh last year in this event with an 835. And he does return as one of the fastest returners. I like seeing Rory in this race. I feel like he's just faced a handful of the nation's fastest distance runners throughout the year, including top individuals from his state. As we mentioned, there's a lot of PA representatives here. But I think the biggest question going into this meet is who can break 830? So let's go ahead and pull up that graphic of our field of the 3K. And again, as Corey mentioned, we can only squeeze in the top 16 here. But we have Lori Liberman, Charlie Ortmans, Andrew McGongle, Nate Bowton, Joe Barrett, Ethan Green is also in this mix, Shane Murph, Quinn Parrish, Willem Perdue, Logan Strayer. Berkeley Nance, Dylan Wood, Luke Pash, Owen Horve, Peyton Chute, and Matt Krustanovo. So, Corey, what are your thoughts on this boys' 3K field here? Well, I, I want to take it back to last year because I remember last year's race, uh, and Josh Edwards <laughs> of, of Morgantown took it, and it was very tactical up until the final lap, and he just said, bye, guys, I'm going, see ya. And he was pounding his chest at the very end. He was like, oh. Uh, that was an <laughs> That was honestly last year, probably of all all the races, I, I you know, I, I remember that one like the most because of everything, how eccentric it was toward the final. Um, and I think it was memorable in that, that aspect. He ran a 20 and he kind of held back until the final lap. Now, all these guys are looking to break 830. Um, yeah, I think it can happen, but, you know, none of them have, have really done it yet or they've been close to it. So. I think it's anyone's ball game, to be honest. You know, I know Ortman's ran well over cross country, but he's kind of been a little up and down. Um, so I don't necessarily think he is a lock. A54 at Arcadia is really good. It probably gives him sort of the lead inside lane first. Mm -hmm. But I also really like Joe Barrett um, because we think of, when we think of like athlete histories, the, the, how you build legacies, it's in, Sort of these these moments when you are young and you have these prime chances to race well in big venues uh, in front of a lot of people. And Joe Barrett mm -hmm. is considered a really top talent at CBA. He's done a lot a lot of you know good things already. He's surpassed some former greats at CBA and some of his performances. So I think he could race a little bit above his means here, and I think that means he could go eight thirties. Uh, he might be able to break eight thirties. I think in a race like this. So. If I had to guess, I'm actually going to put my, my my chips on Joe Barrett here. Okay. That's a great pick there. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Personally, I would lean more. I really like Charlie Ortman's personally because, you know, I watched a bunch of the Arcadia races over the weekend. And I think, you know, like you mentioned, he was really good in cross country. He's had some up and down races. But I think that 854, 3200, big PR, like, I feel like that's going to be the confidence he needs going into this race to think, hey, yes, I can put down a really fast 3K because I've just put down a really fast 3200. You know, like I think, I think he, if I think he's that'll give him some experience. You know, Arcadia is one of those environments where you're competing against a lot of these, just so many really good athletes that are all going for really top times. And you know, he was also it's interesting to mention too he wasn't in the top race there he was in the seated race the seated division not the invitational race so now when he enters into pen relays where it's you know this huge environment and he's one of those favorites here going to toe to toe with some of the best you know on the east coast i think he's gonna have some of that motivation from arcadia going into pen that's fair that's fair and i I just a mm -hmm. uh, quick correction on my part. Um, you know, the top seeds have broken 830. I think no one's broken 820. Mm -hmm. uh, so just a correction there. I think 
So are we thinking, Olivia, are we thinking the field's going to go closer to 820, 825? I mean, what would what should be the bar that we're setting here in the 3K, you think? I feel like 825, that's where my gut is leaning towards. I feel like that's a good, safe, sweet spot. 825 is what I'm sticking with. Okay, cool. It will be a great race, uh, as always. Flow Track, Milesplit are going to have the the live feed on their site. You can watch it, all, all the events, all the action on Milesplit and Flow Track. All right, those are the mile and the 3K fields. We're going to move next to the relays, and we're, we we want to get into the 4x1 relays first. Um, the, the one thing to keep in mind about the relays is that everyone has to run their prelims. You have to earn your spot in the Championship of America Nine teams make that COA final. Uh, nine international teams outside the U.S. make the international final. Uh, nine teams make a, a a national final. And then nine teams make a Northeastern final. Uh, so there's a lot of finals to be earned here at the Pen Relays in the 4x1. Um, some of the teams to watch out for first in the, the girls' side, we have Heidel, Edwin Allen, Bulla School, St. Catherine, Atasius Golding, Oakland Mills, Manchester, and St. Mary. Uh, Olivia, let's start with you in the 4 by one What are your thoughts here as we look into the fields? Clearly, based off the graphic that we have up on the screen, we have potential, again, like you mentioned, they have to earn their spot, but we're looking at the top-seeded times here. We have two U.S. teams here. Bullis School and also Oakland Mills. Everything else is completely dominated by Jamaica. I'm really excited for this girls four by one because I feel like it's just going to be another battle between Heidel. Um, we, we, we've just seen so much competition coming from these top teams, Heidel and Edwin Allen. Now, I'm excited and I'm also curious to see how Bullis is going to respond. We, we saw them put down a monstrous 44-67 at Florida Relays, and they took down the fastest team in the in the nation and moved up to number five all time. And I feel like after watching that race, I feel like if Bullis can sharpen their first exchange, they can put something together that's going to be insane. Now, I don't know if it's national record-breaking insane, but they're going to potentially put the Jamaican teams and give them a run for their money, but they have to fix that first exchange based off what I saw at Florida relays in that final. And 4467 is just insane. I know I'm just speaking about the bullet school, but like uh, we have seen over and over again, just Jamaica being so dominant when it comes to all the relays, like that's what they're known for. They come in the, everyone is bringing the Jamaican flags, the, they're cheering for Jamaica there at Penn Relay. So I feel like, one, that atmosphere is going to help them. But, two, can Bullis really break it up? That I think that's the biggest question. But, again, they have to make it into that final, as you said, Corey. But I think it's going to be an interesting race if they can put everything together. Yeah, the fact that they've gone under 45 already gives them a good pathway to success. Mm -hmm. Ashley, do you agree here? Do they go under 45 seconds? Does Bullis, you say, you know, they're going to break up the Jamaican teams. Does Bullis have a shot to win? See, okay, so I think they can definitely go under 45 for sure. I think we saw that, like Olivia said, at Penn Relays, they look, or not Penn Relays, Florida Relays, they look really, really good, really good if they just clean up a few things. However, I look at this race, and to me, the storyline, it's Heidel versus Edwin Allen, like, by far. I mean, I mean, if you look at you know, these teams, there's so much history there in the 4 by one You look at what they did last year in this race at Penn Relays, Edwin Allen's your defending 
Penn champion. They ran 43-18 last year, just ahead of Heidel and 43-69. But they were light years, frankly, ahead of everyone else. I mean, they were the ones controlling this race. And if you look at some of the times they've already posted this year, like, for example, at the Grace Kennedy Championships, I mean, they were they were just smoking everyone. Like, <laughs> they're just so good. And so I think, again, it's going to boil down to that. I think of anyone, Bullis could get up there and challenge them, you know, make them a little nervous. But I do think it's going to be those two top teams from Jamaica that pull away from everyone. Yeah. And, uh, and Olivia, I agree with you, too. Like, you know, the the precision of Bullis, you can't make mistakes at all in any of the legs yeah. um, against teams like this because when you look at Heidel and Edwin Allen, they're not – they don't just have the capability of running under 45. They can run under 44 mm-hmm. as a team. Yeah. So yeah. can Bullis, different league. Can Bullis yeah. put that together? Can, you know, obviously if they're getting in that range, then they're, they're looking at the national record, which is a couple tenths right. of a second away. So for Bullis, you got to keep an eye on that. Uh, just, just competing in general and getting, getting that final too um, will be, will be interesting, but I, I think it's going to be fun regardless. Um, the other, I mean, it's it's Oakland Mills is the only other team here from the U.S. is kind of on the mark here. I know last year, looking at the 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 fields, I mean, a couple teams snuck in. Like there was one team from Virginia, I remember sneaking in um, to the final. Just you know, sometimes some of these teams run well over the prelims and they 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 make their mark. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move to the boys four by one, uh, which is going to be. Really, really good to see here, too. Uh, some of the fields are some of the teams that are notable. Jamaica College, Edwin Allen, Camperdown, IMG Academy. I'm sure we'll get into this. IMG Academy, <laughs> uh, St. Elizabeth Technical, Calabar, and Archbishop Carroll. Um, loving these teams. Loving the U.S. contingent that has the, pot- the potential to get into that final. Olivia, I want to start with you again. Uh, what are some of your thoughts here on the 4 by one well, since you mentioned IMG, let's just dive into that. I feel like they've just been catching my attention. I feel like we can all speak for that. Like since the indoor season, this team is something special. New Bounce National Indoor four by two champions, currently US number one, forty point eleven at Texas Relays, which equals number sixteen all time. There have only been seven boys teams in history that have gone under forty seconds, and all of them have been from Texas. Could IMG potentially be a team that can add themselves to that list? I don't know if they're going to do it at Penn. I just feel like I'm thinking about weather conditions too. Like it's a lot cooler at Penn than it is in Florida. They have to have the most extraordinary handoffs and like have everything put together. Because once again, we're lining up with a whole bunch of teams from Jamaica. They're doing amazing things. Now, Archbishop Carroll just thinking about what they did during this indoor season with the four by two, just going after and trying to get that national record. I feel like they were going to have this bundled up of emotion of like, we need to make sure like we do this. They were not able to compete at Penn relays last year. I know that there were some hiccups along the way, but this year it's a com- like a different season. The, uh, Nicholas Harbor, Drew Dillard, they all look really strong right now. And so I'm curious to see what Archbishop Carroll, I think that's going to be my sneaky team that like, I think they're going to shock us. Like I know the conversation right now is like IMG because we know what they have done, but I think Archbishop Carroll, you know, going to Penn Relays for the first time in a while, I think they can put something together. It's going to be a great one. They they need to be completely healthy though, to, to be fair. To get yeah. into this final, they have to run well and they have to be completely healthy. I know in the at Adidas, they they were missing Desmond Starks. Is that correct? 
Yes. So yes, that's right. They need him to compete in this four by one if they're going to go under forty one seconds. I personally, on on my end, I think they they need him. Um, Ashley, do you agree there with some of those thoughts from Olivia? Anything else? Yeah, and I I agree, and I think if any of the U.S. teams in this field is going to be IMG that could potentially challenge. I saw them run at Texas Relays that four really? by one. I did, I did, and they. I will say they looked very impressive. I have to say. I mean, and it wasn't. If you think about it too, they ran that forty eleven at what it was, I think that's what it was. I mean, it was it was hot out. It was a little windy too as well. It wasn't necessarily perfect conditions. So that I mean, if you go up to Penn and fingers crossed, weather's really good, then maybe they could throw down something special there for sure. However, again, like I mentioned, kind of in the girls' four-by-one, again, I think this is going to be dominated by the two at the top, Jamaica College and Edwin Allen from Jamaica. It's going to be hard, in my eyes, to take down some of those teams at the top, you know, for IMG or, you know, potentially even Archbishop Carroll, who knows. But that's how I see it playing out in the boys' four-by-one. Yeah, I'm interested to see sort of how IMG performs because I think at this point they've personally run a little bit ahead of where I thought they would be. I mean – they have really good talent, but they don't necessarily have stars yet mm-hmm. uh, at, at individually. I mean, I think Jere Hawkins, Devontae Howe, uh, Dylan Woodruff, they're all on their own really, really good, the 100. But if you put them in a final, are they going to win it? I don't – but maybe, you know, the the, the team before I, I, right? The You know, it's not about one person, right? It's about the team collectively right. doing well, and that's why they've had so much success. I mean, Dwight Thomas is their sprint coach. Dwight went to Calabar uh, as a prep, so he knows how you know those Jamaican teams you know put themselves together and how they run really well. And he's you know who better to to coach a, a U.S. contingent than Dwight Thomas? Um, Olivia, I have a question for you for Archbishop. Mm-hmm. Where do you put Nicholas Harbor? Do you put him on the longest leg, the second handoff, or do you put him um, the first handoff, or do you put him on the anchor? Mm. Personally, oh gosh, I would put him. I would put him on second. I feel like he has the ability to receive. And see, here's the thing too: you need to be able to receive the baton and also hand it off, right? Like anchor leg, you just got to stick your arm back and just make sure, like, mm-hmm. once you feel the baton, you close your hand. I feel like having Nick on that second leg is going to really open things up. You have five star recruit, one of the fastest guys in the nation, doing his thing. I think putting him on that second leg is going to help the team to like elevate themselves and keep them into that mix. So I'd put him second. Ashley, would you put him second or, or less? So, uh, I don't know. Personally, I think I would, and I'm not a sprinter. I would put him on the, the anchor personally, <laughs> but I will explain. I will explain. Think about it, right? If you're in this race, Archbishop Carroll, like you're going up against some of these elite level programs from Jamaica. Who do you want on your anchor leg with them in your sights to potentially hunt them down? I want Nicholas Harbor to do that personally. I think he's the guy that if you're going to muster up a comeback in a race like this, it's going to be him. He's going to be gunning for those guys. So that's why I put him on the anchor. And I, I get why you run him the longest distance. I yeah. get why you put him on the, the back stretch that, that straight away, but I would I would side with Ashley on this too, and obviously the two non distance runners going against Olivia is like don't even <laughs> listen to these people. Uh, but I think part of that too is like, yeah, I almost want my guy mm-hmm. that everyone knows and believes in to run that final leg because part of this is you know it, it's competing, but also it's like in that moment who's really going to step up? All those all, all of his teammates are 
fully capable. But, you know, Nicholas has accepted the spotlight for so long, and you almost want to give him it's – like, it's like the captainship. You want to give him that final say in the matter. So I would say him on the anchor too, although I can – Completely understand if you put them on that that, that long straightaway because it's the longest. So. I also think there's some mind games too. Like imagine if you're on the anchor and you're from one of the other teams and you look over in your lane and you have you know six foot you know whatever right. six foot five two hundred whatever pound Nicholas Harbinex. You'd be a little scared. A little scared. No. All right. You heard first from Miles, but put <laughs> Nicholas Harbour on the anchor. All right. Let's move to our next uh, segment. It's going to be we got two more left. Uh, the four by fours. We're going to get into the boys four by four. First, uh, it's going to be a really exciting um, race to look at. You know, potentially if these teams make it through the, the round and nine of them get into Championship America, uh, that would be a win for them. Uh, so some of the top teams entered in the 4x4 on the boys' side, St. Elizabeth, Bullis School again, Queens Royal, Holly Prep Country Day, Dent Hill Technical, Episcopal Academy, Papine, and Deptford uh, from New Jersey. Uh, so I'll switch it up. I'll go to Ashley first on the four by four. Um, talk me through what you're thinking here. Well, let's talk about Bullis again here. Like we mentioned in the four by ones, you have Bullis, the top team from the U S in this field. And again, the question here is, can they challenge the top Jamaican team, the top entered seed St. Elizabeth tech here? And I'm really curious to see what happens. As we've mentioned, Bullis has some esteemed history in pen relays. They haven't that experience, but I think the key here is, if you have someone, if you have Quincy Wilson on this team for this 4x4 for Bullis, I think that could be key. He hasn't competed at Penn Relays. He is their star freshman, the New Balance Nationals indoor champion, the 400. He's got that 46-point speed. So I think if he's put on this relay, that could be a game-changer for Bullis in this race. Olivia? I hate to be repetitive, but I, I agree with <laughs> Ashley on this. I feel like the Bullis school can be in this mix, and I feel like it's going to be – I feel like this is an opportunity for the Bullet School to really be challenged and to see how far they can go. Like St. Elizabeth on the boys' side, and like I mentioned before, Jamaica is known for their relays. They've been so dominant when it comes to the sprint relays. It's not going to be an easy feat for any team to take down a Jamaican team right now, especially when it comes to this four by four and Bullis is in the top 10 right now in the nation with a 315. I just want to see as Ashley mentioned, Quincy Wilson, I feel like is going to be the key sprinter on this relay. I feel like the star freshman has just been doing amazing things during the indoor season. We're going to start seeing what he does during this outdoor season as well. He needs to be on this relay. I feel like he needs to be either second or fourth. And I feel like this is an opportunity for the Bullis School to really drop some time to really face a lot of the the international competition that's out there. So I think this is going to be a big takeaway from Bullis to see how fast can we go. But it's really going to be hard to take down a Jamaican team when it comes to this 4 by 4 309 won this, this race last year, Kingston College. Yeah. Bullis was second, surprised, at 311. Can they win? First of all, let's let, obviously they'll be in the mix. I think they'll they'll get to the final. They'll be in the mix. Can they win? And will they run under three ten? I'll go back to Olivia on this. Oh, why me first? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I think as I want Bullis to win this, I don't think we're gonna see a sub three ten. No, but I feel like uh, maybe it, it's gonna be close. I don't see a three oh nine. 310 like flat 30999 like that's where we're at but it, it's going to be really hard for 
I feel like any team to like take down a Jamaican team in this four by four, it, it's going to be tough. I say three ten. Ashley, do you agree? Personally, I think I agree. I'm I'm sorry, Jolie, but I think I think we're going to have the top team here from Jamaica, St. Elizabeth. They're going to be hard hard to beat. But I do think Bullis, they can put all the pieces together. They could certainly put it all out there and challenge. I I think they break in three ten. I think mm-hmm. on their best day they break three ten. You you talked about Quincy Wilson. He's the you know separator here, and he's got the potential to do so much with this this stick in his hand. And I, you know that's one thing that they were maybe lacking last year. They didn't really have that star. I mean they they had good athletes, but they were lacking that you know that Ashton Allen that they they had a couple years back, right? Quincy is that and a little bit more, I think. So I, I have them going over under 310. The national all-time rankings, there's a total of 16 teams under 310. So I think Bull is, is another one of them, adds to the list of Penn Relays. And, and, you know, they might even get to 308. I, I'm actually going okay. high here on the odds here for Bullis. Bullis. Yeah, I say mm-hmm. 308. 308. I, I say Bullis wins the race. They beat the Jamaican squads, and they run 308. That what, is my prediction. What is this? Corey well, being the optimist here. here. Yeah, this I'm, is, I'm switching. I'm yeah, switching. this is rare. Your yeah. form. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last Penn Relays race to, to get into today. It is the girls 4x4. Uh, obviously, as I, as we said, nine Championship of America teams uh, get in, a nine qualifier from the prelims. There's also, beyond the COA, there's an international final. Uh, there's also a national final. So a lot of finals on the line here. Top teams to look out for, Edwin Allen of Jamaica, Bola School, Walmers Boys and Girls, St. Catherine, Alphonsus Davis, Piscataway, Liberty, and St. Elizabeth. Uh, Ashley, let's go to you first on what your thoughts are. Well... Edwin Allen a couple weeks ago, they were, I believe they went like very low, like almost 331 in the 4x4, four four, which that's just mind-boggling. If you look at what Bullis has done already this season, they've gone 337 for a U.S. number two, I believe, right, right behind Montford Academy. So Edwin Allen, like we've you know mentioned in some of these other relays, they're going to be the favorite. But I think what Bullis has to their advantage in this race, the girls 4x4 in particular, is this experience, right? A lot of these girls on this team have been to re- the Penn Relays countless times before. You have Sage Hinton, um, Lauren Leith, you know, Myla Green. These were some people that were on this relay last year, and they're entering, again, now seniors. They've done this before. They know what some of these Jamaican teams are going to do. They know they're going to be tough to beat. So they can kind of look at this and – catch a plan and strategize a little bit on how they want to attack this and potentially challenge for the win. Olivia thoughts. Yeah. Edwin Allen is going to be in, I feel like in major control of this race and similar to the boys race. I feel like this is an opportunity for bullet school and for the other teams in this field to really just drop some time and really just maybe have some fun with this a little bit more too. just kind of shake things up as you know, we move later into the post season when it comes to like states and nationals as well. And Ashley talked about bullets like competing against Mountain Bird and they ran the number two, um, the second fastest time in the country right now. And I feel like bullets has an opportunity to really do something special. They have the experience. They have a lot of veterans that have been competing at Penn Relays for some time, which is something to their advantage. Because if you have never run at Penn Relays, it's completely like, it could be overwhelming sometimes with the atmosphere, just how the track is laid out. The just there's a lot of distractions that are going on. So this is a great meet for 
teams to really focus on being intentional and having that tunnel vision. But I feel like in order for Bullets to win this title, they're going to have to like literally be within steps of Edwin Allen and set personal best all across the board um, if they want to have an opportunity to go after that title. But I can really see them really dropping a really fast time at Penn Relates in just a couple weeks. Yeah. I'll switch up, switch it up here. I think it's going to be really difficult for Bullis in this race. Uh, Ashley, you said 331 is what Edwin Allen ran previously. I believe. Winning time for this race last year by Heidel was 332. And that was a yeah. new record. Yeah. yeah. So, and think about this. If they're running, I know at least Heidel, they, Heidel isn't in this field, but they beat Edwin Allen with the 331. I believe they were like right behind them. So, I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. that That's hard to to just even keep pace with i think you know the, the yeah. separation that you will see on the track is just is is so spectacular and i remember actually watching the, the prelims Heidel last year were literally like coasting and it looked so, so eloquent their stride they're just coasting and they looked fast as they were coasting so it's going to be going to be a pleasure to watch this race go on uh just to see the excellence on on the track here but you know bolus is going to have their work cut out for them. I know at indoors, they struggled with some of their handoffs on the girls' side. To get it together, I think they're going to have a good shot here, uh, but it's going to be quite the task here with Edwin Allen. All right, stay tuned for our show. next. We're not done yet, but stay tuned for our show next week because the Penn Relays, we will get into the DMR Championship of Americas and also the 4x8s, which are huge races. Plus, we'll go into the field events, and there's a lot of good ones there too. Uh, before we end the show, we talked about Arcadia. Got to get into it. Uh, over 1,100 miles, but elite performances went down this weekend at the meet. Uh, 11 U.S. number one performances also were matched across the country and a national record uh, for good matter, too. Uh, so let's ask the both of you, what are some of the performances that wowed you the most? Olivia, let's start with you. Well, wow, for Mia Brahe Pedersen. <laughs> I was just like, I've been waiting. I'm like, when is she opening up? And our girl Mia did it at Arcadia this past weekend. You guys, two U.S. number ones from Mia Brahe Pedersen. Just when we thought we saw it, like, just mind-blowing in that 100 meters, this girl went 11.17 to open up with a 2.0 win and also 23.01 in the 200 with a point seven win behind her back that is so impressive and we, we've seen her put these marks together during the indoor season but the fact that this spring just yeah let me just run 11-1 to open up my outdoor season and nearly break a win legal 23 second 200 is extraordinary I know last week I talked about Dijon Stanley and you guys well I was certainly impressed by the Grenada Hills Charter Senior just kind of looking back at 2022, the sprinter was consistently running 47 seconds in the quarter. This year, he's been on a completely different level. He became the first boy this outdoor season to break 46 seconds in the 400 meters. He won the title in a 45.92, another U.S. number one, California number 13 all time, and number two in meet history. And that was just extraordinary to just see and it's been blowing up all over social media and it's just been like wow this guy did it and i know we talked last i think it was either last week or the week before i know this whole month has been about pen relays but we talked about like how this 400 meters on the boy side has just been popping off with like these these athletes that we haven't heard about last year and dijon stanley is another one to add into this mix now 45 just 
4592 is just insane and it's only april so just imagine what he's going to do in a few weeks it it's you know the um, these kids that we are coming onto the scene late uh developing names mm -hmm. you know as we see them for the first or couple times it's fun to watch right Deshaun Stanley's one yeah. of them definitely Ashley what are your thoughts here I have to talk about our guy Simeon Simeon freaking Birnbaum <laughs> oh my gosh like our, our silent hawk he's the silent hawk and he was in like full silent hawk form it was <laughs> insane I don't know if y'all have watched the race but I watched the race in real time and you know Simeon Birnbaum he led for the majority of this boys invitational 3200 at Arcadia he fell behind a little bit. I believe he was in, you know, fourth going into the final quarter. Then all of a sudden coming off the final 200, you just see him sneaking up. And he's sneaking up on Danny Simmons and Rocky Hanson. And just, <laughs> boom, he just like <laughs> slingshots around. 834, 834.1. That is number two all time in the boys 3200 in U.S. high school history. And if you look at this, like Danny Simmons, Rocky Hanson, they also went 834. Like this was like... One of the most mind-blowing races I think I've seen, personally, in, like, a distance race. Like, to have that sort of talent in one race is just shocking. And if you look at, just in general, all the different, out of all the divisions of the 3200 on the boys' side at Arcadia, 44 guys went sub-9. That's just yeah. insane. Again, I was kind of left speechless after that race. It was shocking. and I mean, it happens every year, though, like. The sub nines. I mean, it's well, yeah, but that, certainly but I, faster. I mean, year, I was but, definitely the. I yeah. was very shocked by the invitation. Yeah. I did not think it was going to be that fast because I believe they went through. Aaron Solomon paced this race, and I believe he paced them through the mile like right around eight forty pace. Okay. I believe. Okay. So they they negative split it. So did, that was did surprising. either of you see Gary Martin's tweet about Simeon? No, I think I did. He's like did Simeon Birnbaum, like a rocket in the final yes, hundred meters. Yes, I did meters. see that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If he's to, to be honest, though, to be honest, I was not expecting that. I really thought he had fallen off, and then he just came out of nowhere. And I, I thought Danny Simmons had it personally. I mean, yeah. he looked because I think with about eight hundred to go, Simmons went into the lead, and he kind of started yeah. really pushing the pace. And at that point, it, I thought he had it. But I mean, yeah. overall, like crazy stuff. Well, Burnbaum in the mile at Brooks PR last year, same thing. He wasn't even in the picture. And then he slingshotted mm -hmm. into that sub four. So he's done it before. Yeah. I, Simmons is is a is a good conversation here too because of all the huge races in in recent memory, NXN, uh, that New Balance five k, and now here the thirteen hundred meters. He's always yeah. always in it. Yeah. Second at NXN, second in that that New Balance five k under fourteen minutes. I mean, you know, a little finish here, finish there, he would have been first, but like. That's consistency. So I really like Simmons, mm -hmm. just a junior though too, right? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. Despite all that success, I think he's very underrated still. I think people yeah. forget about him, which is a shame because I feel like since cross country, I've had my eye on him. I'm like, he's going to be someone that's good, and look where what look what he's doing yeah. now. You know, super nice too. Just yeah. a nice kid. Yeah, I mean, all those guys are. Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, last last storyline here. I got to ask both of you, Mackenzie Brown. Who is this girl? I was wondering the same Who is thing. Mackenzie Brown. I don't know. She you guys. pulled off that upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who is this girl? Mackenzie Brown, two hundred three in the eight hundred? Like, I had to do a double take. I was like, "Did I miss something? Yeah. Like, it was just crazy. I saw that. J. W. North High School in Riverside. 
dropped a 203 on Ali Ince, beat, beating you know the the star junior from Illinois. Not not. We'll get to why it's, it wasn't so su- surprising, but just four days prior, she ran 228 in the 800. Five yep. or six days before that, she ran 241. Where'd this come yep. from? So so just to see the stark. You know, comparison to those times just makes you raise your eyebrows. And then you go back into the history a little bit. She She's the defending CAF state 800-meter champion. She beat Sadie Englehart last year at the state final in 208. So I, th- she certainly had her, her some chops here in the 800. But to, to make that five-second improvement is, is still a lot. Um, and I, I think that that's a big leap to make. Uh, at this point of your career. So Mackenzie Brown actually, I think put her, her name into the conversation as one of the best 800 meter runners at Arcadia. And hopefully we'll see a lot more of her in the future as she, you know, looks to improve. And I think 203 puts you in 202, 202 territory now, and maybe 201 territory. So um, definitely interested to see how she kind of ends her season. All right, ladies, pen relay show. That's uh that's pretty much it. Anything else to add? Goodness, we talked about a lot. We we broke down a lot of we things, did talk about and a lot. it's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. What well, number one thing you're looking forward to at Penn Relays, Olivia? What is it? Funnel cake. We went over this. Okay. I need a funnel cake this okay. year. Okay. All right, <laughs> Ashley, are you? Personally, I don't know because I've never been, so I don't know what's the most exciting thing to look forward to. I don't know. Maybe just taking it all. It's going to be vibes, yeah. Yeah, the vibe, vibes. Definitely. The vibes. Yeah, vibes. Uh, day before Philly's game. Ooh, I'd go. Yes. Billy's game? Yeah. And then Oh yes. It's a tradition at this point. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for watching our Pen Relays show and our announcements of the mile in the three K fields. You will see all of those uh all that news on Mosma.com and, and on penrelays uh, dot com. Um stay tuned for more information on the meet all across the next couple of weeks. We'll have all of it for you. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you later.